In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, remember, the heart of Christmas, the very heart is love. That's what it's all about. And, of course, we're giving gifts, and a lot of you are excited about tonight. You're going to be with your family and tomorrow and so on. But we've got to focus on the reason why we're here today, gathered, and it's for Jesus' birthday because it was the heart of God that caused Jesus to come. And it says in verse uh, 18, it says, Now, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but while she was still a virgin... She became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiance, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to uh, disgrace her publicly. But as he considered this, he fell asleep, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary, for the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Hallelujah. Now, between the Old and the New Testament, there was 400, I think 400 silent years. God did not speak to mankind. There was no prophetic utterance spoken during that time between Malachi and, of course, the book of Matthew where Jesus was born. And so mankind was hungry. They were searching. Every one of us have something, an emptiness, an empty spot on the inside of us that, that, that is looking for a God, a creator. And I know there are those who call themselves atheists. They don't believe in God. But there will be a time in their life that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus as Lord. <clears throat> you talk to people that have served in the military, that's been on the battlefield. Vietnam or First and Second World War and so on and so forth. And in those foxholes, when the bullets were flying, there was no atheist. They were crying out for God, for Jesus. Hallelujah. So God sent his only son. Amen. See, the arrival of Jesus was to save people from their sins. And the Bible says there's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ, not Buddha, nor Muhammad, or any other prophet. It was Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. The arrival of Jesus was so God could be with us. Remember, Emmanuel, God with us. He's no longer some, somewhere away from us, but he's here through the person of Jesus Christ. One person said this, a savior is one who eliminates any barrier between God and man. And this is what Jesus did. He eliminated the barrier that was sin that separated man from God. Jesus came on the scene to be our savior. Another thing, a savior welcomes us into a safe place alongside God. Amen. 
who loves us with an unconditional love. That's powerful. Jesus is the mediator, the Bible says, between God and man. We can have peace with our Heavenly Father. There's no doubt about it. You know, John 3, 16, it's very popular. I'm going to read this from the NLT. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes, everyone or anyone, amen, who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing like, those of you that have been born again, those of you that have received Jesus into your life, you know the freedom that came along when that time, that moment that you'd accept Jesus into your heart and your life, there was such peace. There was just freedom. All that sin, all that junk that you, you lived through, that burden. Sin is a burden. And oftentimes it's hard to carry that burden. Through years and years and years, longer a person lives, the more they delve into sin and the darkness that just drags you down. And that's what's wrong with humanity today. You look all around you. What the world needs is Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the moment you receive Jesus, those of you that have, you know what happened. All things, the Bible says, are passed away. Behold, all things become new. See, what Jesus did on the cross, he took all your badness and he gave all of his goodness to every one of you. Amen to that. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul gave us an insight into Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. It says, but when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. But God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to sin and the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. The reason why God created Adam and Eve in the first place was to have family. Family is very important to God. Amen. That's why he shows himself as our heavenly father. In fact, Jesus pray, said to pray after this manner, Abba or Daddy. God isn't somebody that you need to be hiding from. He's the one that you need to be going to. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember as a teenager or a young man that if there was a problem that arose in my life, I would go to Daddy. And sometimes we fall short, we sin, we mess up, and we have a tendency to stop going to church or stop being around other Christians because of condemnation and guilt. But when God says, you need to run, you need to run to daddy, hallelujah. The mercy, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. No matter what you've gone through, oh, I've let God down, we could all say that. In some capacity, we failed. But you know what? God doesn't look at our failures. Hallelujah. He looks at us through the eyes of love. God is love. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, verse 6 says, And because you Gentiles or unbelievers have become his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart. Something happens on the inside. Remember, how many of you like to watch The Grinch? Come on, I've seen it several times already. Donna loves it. 
But in the wonderful of the end when he starts getting that warm and yeah. feeling, yeah. he didn't understand what was happening, all that, you know, he was so mean and, and just cranky, yeah. hated Christmas, everything, and people, and Whoville, and everything else, but all of a sudden, that warm, cozy feeling started coming over him. That's what happens when you receive Jesus. Hallelujah. He takes away the heart of stone, and he gives you a heart of love. Amen. Praise the Lord. And it goes on to say, you are no longer a slave to sin, but God's own child. And since you are his, everything he has belongs to you. Wow, that's something to think about. Everything that God has, what does God have? Healing, perfect health, long life, prosperity. Everything that you would want for your earthly children, Jesus provided that for you, amen, by going to the cross and bringing you to what we call adoption into the family. Hallelujah. I don't know what God's last name is, but it's your name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to read Ephesians chapter 1. It's so powerful. This is the last scripture I'm going to read, and then my wife is going to come up, Pastor Judy, and she's going to talk to you for a few moments. But I want us to catch this. Now, if you're here and you're not saved and you haven't received Christ, I invite you to do that today because only by knowing God can you really enjoy all of the benefits. And David said that plainly. I love Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of our iniquities and sins and who heals all of our diseases. Woo, glory to God. Ephesians, the apostle Paul, chapter one, verse three, says, now we praise God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. Verse four says, long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us. You can read Genesis. Read about creation. Long before... God said, light be. You were in his mind. You were on his heart. I said, how can that be? I don't know. God is God. He knows your beginning and the end. He's already been to your future. And the Bible says in Jeremiah, your future is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And that's what we are. You need to understand that. When, we, when we're washed in the blood of Jesus, in his sight, we're faultless. Whether you've blown it or not, he looks at you through the eyes of love. Isn't that wonderful? His unchanging plan and God is not one who changes. We change. We vacillate. We go from one thing to another. 
But God is, his word, the Bible says, is forever settled in heaven. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. A little baby in a manger, amen. And this gave him great pleasure, hallelujah. You know what gives him great pleasure? By acknowledging that we are his children adopted into his family, amen, and receive and accept all of the gifts that come along with that, amen, hallelujah. Verse six says, so we praise God for a wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son and our sins are forgiven. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Verse nine, God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure, amen. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven, and on earth. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance. There's that word again. Inheritance from God. For he chose us from the beginning and all things happened just as he decided long ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Nothing has changed. He has glory. You remember that song? He's got the whole world. In his hands. And he say, you don't look like it. But God has a plan. And it's not going to change. The Democrats and Republicans aren't going to change. God's plan. Hallelujah. Oh, it shall come to pass. Whatever God has intended, amen. You're a good group to preach to this morning. Hallelujah. God's purpose was that we who were first to trust in Christ should praise our glorious God. And now you have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. Isn't that the good news this morning? That God saves you. And you, when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. Amen. And the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us everything he promised and that he has purchased, hallelujah, us to be his own people. Glory to God. And he says, this is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious Father. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is the Savior of the world. Pastor Judy, come on up, honey. Hallelujah. Oh, rejoice. If you've been born again, rejoice. If you haven't been born again, get born again. The best choice that you'll ever have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm going to talk to you for just a few minutes, uh, just about making that decision for Christ. 
you know, I, I, was, I was reading some things this week, and I just, I realized, in the Bible, and I realized that Jesus had his own separate will from God. I don't know how many of you realize that. You know, in the Bible, because you remember when Jesus prayed at Gethsemane, Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but your will be done. And so Jesus chose to come to this earth. He chose to do the Father's will. Amen? And he did it for you. He did it for his love for you. And, and I know we celebrate Christmas because that's when he's, he's come to the earth. And Easter's when he went to the cross. But let me ask you this. So many of us are preparing for this life. We're preparing, uh, you know, for our careers and, and our jobs and our families. But how many are preparing for eternity? And honestly, uh, eternity, the Bible talks about uh, it, God is an eternal God, and we are made to live forever. Yes. And we're, and we're going to live one place or the other. And I, I remember... Uh, I was 23 years old when I received Jesus Christ into my heart. But I remember uh, we, we, we grew up in church, and we, we grew up in a Catholic church, basically. We went on Christmas, and we went on Easter, and we did our sacraments and all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and we knew about God, but we did not know God. We knew about the cross. We knew about we never were allowed to read the Bible, we knew about the Ten Commandments. We knew about certain things, but we did not know God. And, and I remember, and Jesus actually says, uh, many will come to him and, and say, Lord, Lord, you know, when we leave this earth, and, and, and either we're going to go to heaven or we're going to be separated from God for eternity, he's, Jesus actually said, um, I never knew you. You know, to know somebody, you know them. It's not just, a, it, it's a prayer, but it's a prayer of commitment when we receive Jesus. And that day at 23 years old, when I had my best friend invite me to church, and it was a Wednesday night, little old Bible study. I don't think anybody in the church was younger than 60, except for me and my friend. And at that time, 60 was pretty old. You know I'm only 49 right now, right? <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> Anyhow. When I walked in the church that night, I walked in and I got radically saved. And in one instant, you can know him. And I got so, I knew that Jesus came to the earth, that he forgave me of every sin, that he died for my sins. I knew that, he tr that nobody loved me at that moment like Jesus loved me. I knew that I could be transparent. I knew that I could be free. And, 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 I mean, I left that church telling the world, see, when you have an encounter with God, you will tell everybody because it is a love that you, can, you can't even explain it. We, you know, my, my boss, I, you know, my, my friends, my, my work would call me, hallelujah, Judy. My mom, my, my every, it just was like, and it just changes your life forever. My friends thought I was crazy. And then, and I didn't know Pastor Ed. He grew up in church. I didn't meet him until months later. But I'm telling you that God wants you to have an encounter with him. He wants you to experience his love and to know his love because that will keep you. Are you going to be perfect? Probably not. I can tell you right now, just ask my husband. <laughs> what I mean is ask him because 
that I'm not perfect. I didn't mean that he's not perfect. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I just, it just, it just changes, it, it changes everything. You, 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 you have this different, you can't wait to get to church. You can't wait to pray. You can't wait to worship God. You can't wait to tell your friends. You don't want anybody to go off into an eternity without God. Amen. That's what Jesus went, came to this earth for, to rescue us. But we have to make a decision. You can't just know about, oh, I know God. Oh, I have. My mom would say, well, I have God in my heart. And she would get so upset. But she finally got radically saved. And she knew exactly what I was talking about and went and told all her 10 sisters and brothers and everybody else. It's just, it, and I believe God is moving in this earth today and opening up people's eyes to see Jesus yeah. and to see his love and to see why he really came to this earth to rescue us. I want to read the words to, to this song, and it's funny, Pastor was talking about Emmanuel, but I remember when we got saved, this song was, was hot. It was like everybody was, it was back in the 70s. Remember that movie, The Revolution? The, the 70s Revolution, that's, that's when I got saved. It says, Emmanuel, he's God with us, renewing us. They called his name Emmanuel, God with us, revealed in us. They called his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. Do you know he is with us? He is with us always. And I know many of you in this place, you know that God's talking to you, not just in this church, but on your jobs, in your homes. You know he's drawing. That's the Holy Spirit. God is rescuing you. He wants you to come and walk alongside of him. He has the guidance and the wisdom and the direction that you need. It's time to surrender your life and to say, you know, like Jesus did, Lord, not my will, but your will. Not my will. But there's one thing you have to do. You can't just know the story. You can't just know about him. You can't just, re, re, just okay, we're just going to just say 100 prayers a day or, do, or just show up at church, and that'll save me. No. The Bible is very clear in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. It says, for if you confess with your mouth, say your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10 says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. There's got to be something that comes out of here and something in here. Today can be the best Christmas of your life. I believe 2024 will be the best year of your life when you, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you even said the prayer before. Maybe you just, but you never surrendered your life to Jesus. You never really knew what it meant. Well, we're going to pray a prayer right now. And we're going to ask you to receive Jesus into your heart, to believe in your heart, and to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's what it's all about. If we don't tell you that, if you come to church, and there are many church services where people never hear this, and they just feel good when they leave church, but they're not on their way to heaven, according to the scripture. Amen? And so I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads for just a moment. And I'm going to ask those of you, I'm going to ask you to say this prayer with me. 
You know, it's that simple. I'm going to lead you in this prayer, but I'm asking you to believe in your heart and to mean it with all of your heart and to, and to confess it with your mouth. Are you ready? If we can all say this together. Heavenly Father, I come to you now, and I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross to rescue me for my sins. I thank you that his blood has washed away all my sins. Jesus, today, I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior, and I thank you, Father, for sending Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It, and if you said that for the very first time, tell somebody. Tell somebody, I receive Jesus. Look to the person to the right or the left of you and tell somebody, I received Jesus today. I'm, I'm born again. I'm going to heaven, and, I, and, and, and I'm going to serve God. Amen? Amen. Praise God.